Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Have you had enough of the same old, same old conversation around gender equality? Have you absolutely given up on trying to create workspace where people are thriving for who they are and bringing out the best in themselves? Well, welcome to the world of No More Boxes and welcome to this specific episode sponsored by the No More Boxes movement and project where we are raising awareness towards the limitation isolation, and diversity that we're consistently creating by placing ourselves and other into boxes. We all know we all are different, but our programming, our subconscious drive that is controlling everything that we do is telling us different things. And that those boxes that we place ourselves and others into are most likely not serving you anymore. They might not even have been created by you. They might not even have been created by your parents or by your society. They might have been created way back when, in times when they were needed. But they are no longer needed in the world that we're living in today. This episode, sponsored by the No More Boxes movement and project, Dr. Jane Torradore from Seattle, USA, shared with us some fabulous insights around being perfect or not how you can change your mindset and how you can, with three simple steps, get rid of feelings like anger in a way that starts to serve you, not holding you back. I hope you're going to love this episode just as much as I loved having that conversation with Dr. Jane. And going back to the sponsor, if you want to see the world where we have more diversity and where people feel they are valued, where people feel that they have freedom to grow, feel free to join our movement. The more the merrier, we are in for this. We are not going to stop till we have deleted the boxes that are no longer serving humankind. Jane! Tornadore. <laughs> <laughs> I go into my Italian. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that, by the way, how you pronounce it? I do hope so. You know, when I'm in Italy and when I'm yeah. especially gregarious, that is exactly what I say. Yeah. Jane, Tornadore. And somehow, yes. and somehow because what, we want, what I want to talk to you, Jane, is really about that, the thing about flow and when I pronounce your name, Tornadore, it, it gives yeah, me... it does flow. To me, I envision Chianti, red wine with a baguette oh. and some spaghetti. And, yeah, it's... And mozzarella. Yeah, mozzarella, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Jane, you have been doing some fabulous work and have been... I mean, you're a change maker. Maybe can we... You start by sharing with our audience, how did this whole thing come your way? What made you go into the field of transformation and, and helping people? Oh, my goodness. Well, 
besides talking about my entire childhood, um, <laughs> there's a there's a term I don't know if you've heard called the wounded healer, mm. and that it basically means our greatest wound is our greatest gift, and that which we have lived through and survived and thrived through becomes what we are available to be with with others as they are going through it. So I have been a person who's very hard on myself from literally my earliest memories. And uh, so I, <laughs> I developed many, many tools and lots of skills and done many, many practice hours in learning how to be kind to myself and learning how to accept myself as I am versus how I should be. I think how I should be are some of the cruelest words in the English language. Mm -hmm. So that's me allowing me is what drew me to this work. Now I've got a really fun story of how I actually decided to become a therapist, yeah. which is um, my family was not the healthiest family. And my sister dragged us all to a family therapist one day. And at the time, I was working in New York City, working in advertising, trying to sell stuff. And the therapist started the session with this story. She said, my job is to put myself out of business. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> and she said, well, I'm a family therapist. And when I work with families and they become healthier, and then if those kids go on, they become healthier. And then if they partner, they have healthier partnerships. And if they have kids, their kids are healthier. And then those kids go on to have healthier families. And she said, and pretty soon it spreads around the world and I'm out of a job. Yeah. And I went, I want to become a therapist. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> right. Really? Literally changing the world. One person, one family, one moment at a time. And in this world, we feel helpless so much of the time. We're like, oh my God, all this bad stuff is happening. And you know, you know this, you're like, okay, so what can we change? We are going into our sphere and doing what we can to create the change in our sphere of contact. And yeah. that sphere of contact can be, you know, one thought at a time, one feeling at a time, one interaction at a time. It, we can be so powerful in each moment. Mm -hmm. But isn't that the, the real key that in each moment, we're not yes. looking at that, that each moment. We are not, not most of the time we're in the future or the past. Yeah. Yeah. And in your practice, that, that's such a good point with future or the past in your practice, which do you see is troubling our more? The fact that we're in our past and we're predicting that the past is going to be the future, the present and the future, or that we, so few of us have the, somehow allowed ourselves to go into the thought process of what is the future that I want to live in that right. will then be in my, in my present. I don't even know if my question was very clear here, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> you know, do you see that as a common, like a common threshold that we are so stuck in what once was, which really isn't doesn't apply to our lives anymore, but we drag that with us into the, into the. Absolutely. Future. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. The past predicts the future. I saw a guy who labeled himself a spiritual comedian once Kyle Cease. And he said, our ego 
cannot know anything other than what's already happened. So as you said, we always predict the future based on past results. Now our heart, our intuition, our spirit, our, in, you know, our gut, our soul, it knows or it's not bound by the past. Yeah. Everything is available in those parts of us, but our ego is a, no, no, it's screwed up once. It's going to screw up again. Or who do you think you are? You couldn't do it before. You can't do it now. And that's, those are the you know, negative voices we have. And they're always based from the past. Yeah, present exactly. moment, everything is available. Yeah. In the present moment. Yeah. So true. We talk about this in the normal boxes movement and the project that we talk about that, that, that that's a box that like you're in a box and because you're taking what once was into your present moment, into your future, there is not a whole lot of space for you to breathe. No. <laughs> because it's kind of like, can you imagine if you were fasted in a box all your life? You mean you wouldn't be able to breathe, would you? Right. Oh, that's a beautiful way to put it. We aren't. We are not. There's no freedom in a box. No freedom in the box. But we keep saying this to ourselves. And I love, I absolutely love your book. Everything oh, is yeah. perfect, just not me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, had, I had to laugh when I saw that title. I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> perfect, just not me. That's um, right. Yeah, exactly. You talk about in your book, if I may go a little bit into your book, you talk mm -hmm. about how your first impression with the work of Wine Dyer um, oh, yeah. activity actually made you crushed. <laughs> Can you share? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I thought, yeah. what? Yeah, I know. Wine <laughs> depressed? What was that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the exact opposite of his intention. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. He's awesome. And at the time, I was so cruel to myself with, with my thoughts and how I spoke to myself that, you know, he's basically saying, you are creating your future by your present thoughts. And I, went, I literally went, I am so screwed. Because <laughs> I had so many negative thoughts and I suck and it's never going to work. And who am I? Who do I think I am? And his gift to me was to become acutely aware of how I speak to myself. And then later, you know, I could pick up Wayne Dyer and go, this stuff is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the awareness of the pain I was creating in myself yeah. before I could even be available to hear his brilliant message. I love that. You had to heal yourself. Yeah. Able to hear his message. Yes. I was not ready for it at the time. And, you know, people love affirmations, and I hated them forever until, well, one, I was ready for them. But two, yeah. so many times, there's so many people who use affirmations to be cruel to themselves because they say, I, like, when I was in grad school, I was like, I have more than enough money. I'm like, bunch of crap. I, I don't have any money. Yeah. I'm really, yeah. I'm like struggling to eat every month. Yeah. yeah. But there's a book, Train Your Brain by Dana Wilde who yeah. does a beautiful job in, in tailoring affirmations to meet you where you are in the moment, like uh -huh. the present moment where you are. And I don't know if I got this one from, oh, I don't know if I got these from her, but two of my current favorites are, I'm the kind of person who, like I'm the kind of person who yeah. speaks kindly to myself. I'm the kind of person who loves to exercise. Yeah. And when I say that, I'm like, well, yeah, I am. 
Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. I am that kind of person. It doesn't mean I have to do it all the time. No. But I am that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah, exactly. And you're talking yourself, aren't you, all the time? Yes. I mean, with, with greater awareness, you become more aware of, of your thoughts and you, and you can grab it, grab your thoughts earlier than you, you were on this unconscious road of just being in, in your program and continue saying, I'm not good enough, I'm not that, I'm not this. But then you, when you capture that, that's when you go, uh, hang on a minute. That's not very empowering. <laughs> I know. That's not yeah. awful. Yeah, exactly. And that's I just, that's uh, I, practice. That's yeah, just it does practice. take practice. Mm-hmm. A lot of practice. And a that's the fun thing, isn't it? I mean, it is a journey. Yes. And what are your, what are your thoughts on that regarding the journey? Do you see, are we, do we ever graduate? When we die. That's when we die. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. That's basically, yeah. When we die, right? Until so, then, yeah. we have the option and the opportunity to just be more of ourselves. That's, yeah. that's kind of how I see it. Instead of being better, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm just now more of me. And that's so much kinder. And that is freer. Because when we love ourselves as we are, we're just naturally more generous and more kind and more positive. It just naturally happens without effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. There's always effort because you know, we've got our, our ego and our little negative neural pathway brain, Yeah. but it's more available, more possible, more consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And my experience is the more I am aware of that and the more that I see that as a, journey and I go into that present moment with uh you know I I like to see that in a joyful way so not like yeah just looking at going back to being a little kid and wanting to go out to play (laughs) oh play (laughs) we would go yeah we'd go out to play with your your mates and you would go do you want to go out and play but when with the same you know (laughs) yeah i know it may be maybe it is for our audience going where are they going (laughs) (laughs) but you know what it we are deep down i think we're just little kids we, our, our container, the bodies that we are might have, might not be as youthful, but it's inside. Yeah. Uh, our inner innocence is so, Yeah, it is. That is the present moment. Yeah. We aren't going to go, okay, so let's play and here's what's going to happen. And you're going to win first. And then I'm going to yeah. win. No. <laughs> no, you're just playing. You're you like, playing. What's, what do you want to do? Let's do yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's play. Let's go out. Let's create. Let's do that. You know, absolutely. And well, I'm that is such a good one to say. Right? We, we would never have said, well, it has to happen like that. But right? if we did, we wouldn't have had any play mess, would we? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going into something totally different. Um, but, <laughs> but another thing that I noticed in your book, which I would like to tell our audience definitely to, to get their hold on is how you talk about being a recovering perfectionist. Yes. What does that mean? Recovering perfectionist means I, I have many good qualities and they're never enough. Mm. Like, Oh yeah, I'm good at that, but I'm not good at this. Or I could be better. Or it's like, it's whatever's there. It's never quite enough. 
And I learned that in order to keep myself feeling safe in a world that felt out of control, I thought, okay, if I just dial this in, if I'm just good enough, if I just get it right, then everything will be fine. Hmm. Which when you're a little kid is what you've got. I mean, all you've got is yourself. You can't control your parents. You can't control your family. You can't control pretty much anything except how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. So our, our way is to make ourselves responsible for what's wrong because then we have a chance of fixing it, right? Mm, yeah. But the problem is while that helps us have a sense of safeness when we're little kids, when we grow up, it kind of doesn't work anymore. <laughs> then it turns into cruelty. Yeah. Um, so uh, my perfectionism, while it's you know, I got a PhD on unmedicated ADHD. So it, you know, I get, get, it enabled me to get things done and to do them well, but it came at a cost. And now that I'm safer and more free in myself and, you know, who I am more, I can feel the pain of that. So I have other choices. And we were talking about awareness before. I think the awareness allows us to see how we the pain we cause with our own thoughts and our own actions and enables us to make a different choice. Like Wayne Dyer was totally like, Jane, <laughs> yeah. notice what you're doing here. I'm like, okay. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that takes me to my next question. We, the change makers, we, you know, our thing is about empowering people to become the yeah. change that they want to see in their world. Um, yeah. It seems that most of us are scared of change. And I, in your book, you talk about the little steps in creating yeah. your, you talk about three steps process to work through your emotions oh, of yes. change. Can you share with us? Yeah, it seems to be there's a fear in change, although Many of us might want to change. I mean, we might want to change our diet. We might want to change our relationship. We might want to change our job. But there's something that we become afraid of doing to take the step in creating that change. Right. Our ego is literally afraid of anything new. Mm -hmm. Even if it's what we want, even if it's positive, even if it's healthy, whether it's big or small, the ego is like, no, I don't know if I'm going to survive. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Versus our heart, our intuition, our instinct, our soul goes, well, that looks fun. Let's try that. I don't know what's going to happen, but let's go for it. It's an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So when we make these small changes, and as you talked about the emotions, that's a great way to take a, a effect, a small change within ourselves, which can have huge results over time. So I developed this thing I call the feelings model. And I, I realized this one day, can I tell the story of oh, yeah, how please. I came up with it? So yeah. I'm not a person who allows myself massages a whole lot. I love them, but it's like, oh no, you don't deserve the massage or you have to wait or something like that. So um, uh, someone I knew was having a, a special or if you bought massages, you could buy them at half price. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I bought three. Hmm. And it was for six months. And I had one. And it was awesome. And then I forgot. Hmm. And a while later, I was like, hey, I wonder when that massage special is up. So I text the person and goes, when's that up? And she's like, oh, that's up next week. And I'm like, crap. I have two hmm. massages. I went on her schedule. And I couldn't 
fit my time. There was no time I could go. And I got super mad at myself. I'm like, you shouldn't have done it. You see, you shouldn't have paid for it. You wasted money and blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking about how, well, she should let me know that the massage thing was almost up. I was like, no, it's not her job to let me know it's almost up. Well, you should have known it was, okay, I, it would have been nice, but I forgot. I didn't literally do anything wrong. I just forgot. And so I would just do that, you know, this back and forth of, well, she should have, well, she should have done something. Well, you should have done, well, stop being angry. It's not worth being, so, and I was, I stood there one time and I was like, oh my God, I'm angry. And I, I just don't want to feel my anger. I'm angry at losing the money. Mm -hmm. And so I went over to my couch and I sat down and I just felt my body feeling anger. I literally felt the physical sensation of anger in my body. For me, that was a tight chest, my brow furrows, my jaw clenches. And I was just like, oh. And five minutes later, I got up off the couch and went, well, okay, well, that's too bad. <laughs> and the, the anger was gone because yeah. I wasn't repressing it, but you shouldn't be angry. And I wasn't feeding it with what she should have done this. I should have done this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I just physically felt it. And our body responds to an emotion or a thought or an event neurochemically our body's response is done anywhere from 90 seconds to two minutes after the event happened mm -hmm. so we know if we're still reacting we're either repressing how we're feeling or we're feeding it with our thoughts of how it's wrong and bad and blah 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 blah, blah. creating the story yes exactly and thereby making it worse and keeping mm -hmm. it around mm -hmm. so if we mm -hmm. just physically sit and feel not label, but just go, oh, my chest hurts. Oh, I'm oh, that's painful. It will, like our emotions are here to be felt. They're feelings. They aren't stuckings. They're, we, they're here, all they're here to be is felt. And I think we repress and feed them because we don't actually want to feel the feelings because many of us, especially feelings like anger, we feel like we're going to be annihilated if we fully like allow these feelings in, they're going to take mm -hmm. us over. They're going to be around forever and we're going to die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're just our feelings. Like they're literally yeah. just neural pathways in our yeah. body that we yeah. are creating. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and they're, they're making us feel, feel somehow not our best. Right. And so... Yeah, and anger as a feeling. I think for many of us, showing anger is—I oh. don't know if that how, how what what that makes you feel. But when I'm thinking about to show anger, it's get a little bit of a no, no. You should never oh. show anger. Absolutely, it's a huge no, no. It's not allowed. I think, mm. especially as women, we're trained to not show anger. And I think men are also, they've got their own, you know, gender stereotypes, which are super not helpful, mm. but we're taught to not be angry. It's like, no, it's yeah. not allowed. It's bad. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, to act from anger is not helpful, but to no. feel anger and then act after the anger gives us the lesson, you know, it's here to give us to mm -hmm. act out of the knowledge is awesome to act out of anger not so helpful <laughs> so true so true and then all, all the 
all the self-talk that follows and, and a new story is created. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. We've got lots of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Endless. Just all of them. It is. I'm really intrigued by this whole thing of what are you doing and helping your clients, Jane. One thought that came to me as you were talk, going back to being perfectionist, uh, what has helped me and changed my mindset completely was when I realized uh, the, and I hopefully I'm sharing this for both for you to change and for our audience to, to see the world from, from a slightly different angle. The word perfect in mm-hmm. Icelandic, if I translate that word in Icelandic directly to English, it means being fully present. Oh, really? Mm. Holy cow. I just got chills when you said that. So, Jane Tornadore, can I invite you to be perfect by being fully present? Fully present. Oh, yeah, just made your chills. Wow. Mm. Yeah, thank you. So next time you don't feel... You're, you're perfect, mm-hmm. um, maybe you can by just changing that little, yeah. And so how can I be perfect the Icelandic way? Oh, <laughs> thank you, Runa. <laughs> I'm, I'm being Icelandic right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We, 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 can, we can take in more, more of that, people that are up for it, becoming the change that they want to see, uh, understanding that they are perfect exactly as they are. Absolutely. That is beautiful. Absolutely. As they are right in this moment, always. So true. Yeah. Jane, I see our time is up. I just want to thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom to uh, our audience. And Please go to the show notes to find out everything that you need to know about Jane, her work, how to reach her, and um, how to become the change that you want to be in your world. Thank you, Jane. Thank you so much. It was an absolute delight. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.